think it only takes about a year for a young married couple, couple to figure out that word or that phrase that pushes the button of their spouse. You know, how it makes them angry with just one word or one short sentence. And this phrase is not probably made with malice. It usually actually speaks to truth. And that's why it makes the other spouse's blood boil so much because they know it's true. And they either can't or won't do anything about it. In my marriage, the phrase that my wife Mary uses on me is, you need to lighten up. And after 37 years of marriage, you would think that I would be able to handle that better than I do, but I probably respond with some sarcastic, grouchy remark like, I am light. <laughs> but the truth is, she is right, and I would like to lighten up. It's hard for me. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm not a pessimistic person, and I'm not an unhappy person. Let's just say I'm a serious person. A serious person who maybe worries a bit too much. Today during Mass, I'll worry about spilling the precious blood, or I'll worry about forgetting my lines. And tomorrow when I go to work, I'll worry about a project delivery issue, or I'll worry about an employee relations topic. And then tomorrow night when I go home, I'll worry about something someone said to me and how my feelings were hurt, or I'll worry about somebody in my family. I just do. I will worry. And even in the times of greatest joy when I should be just exuberant, I have worried. I think about the day of our first child. We brought John home from the hospital. We were leaving the hospital. And I looked at the nurse standing there, and I said, surely you're coming home with me. I don't know how to be a dad. Believe me, I'd like to be a joyful person all the time. But when one worries, I don't know if there's room in our heart for joy. So if you're like me, and you'd like to worry less and find more joy in your life, today, this Sunday, is our day. For today is the third Sunday of Advent, also known as Gaudete Sunday, a Latin term that means Rejoice. First word of an ancient Gregorian chant, also from St. Paul's letter to the Philippians, goes like this. Rejoice in the Lord always. I say it again. Rejoice. Your kindness should be known to all, for the Lord is near at hand. Have no anxiety about anything. But in all things, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. Today is indeed a day of great joy, and the church in its wisdom uses the color rose to accent that theme. We have a rose candle on our advent wreath. The altar is decorated with purple and rose. Some clerics wear rose. Father Brian and I choose to wear the more manly purple. <laughs> so on this Sunday, 
We are told to rejoice. We are told to have no anxiety about anything. We are told to pray with thanksgiving and to turn it all over to God. And in the words of the great Monsignor Ken Leone, let go, let God. Sounds easy, doesn't it? I find it really hard. And maybe you do too. So let's talk today a little bit about a solution, a way to find joy. And of course, the answer always lies in sacred scripture. In the first reading, we go back almost a thousand years before Christ was born. The Israelites have just returned for a very, very difficult time when they were in exile in Babylonia. And they find that their home back home now is in shambles. And their lives are filled with injustice and poverty. They long for God to restore both their land and their life. They long for the Messiah. And with great joy, the prophet Isaiah speaks out to them. He says, the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me. He has sent me to bring glad tidings to the poor, to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captive, and to announce a year of great favor from the Lord. And then he says the boldest statement of all. I rejoice heartily in the Lord, in my God, is the joy of my soul. In my God is the joy of my soul. And then in the second reading, we hear a similar theme from St. Paul when he wrote to the Thessalonians. He said, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, in all circumstances give thanks. Now, St. Paul is fully aware of the difficulties that the Thessalonians are facing. Persecution and death is at their doorstep daily. Yet he cheers them on with the guidance to rejoice, to pray, and to give thanks. And then in today's gospel, John the Baptist, the greatest of all prophets, is heard quoting the prophet Isaiah. I am the voice of the one crying out in the desert. Make straight the way for the Lord. And then he makes this bold statement. There is one among you whom you do not recognize. The one who is coming after me. Whose sandal strap I am not worthy to untie. Now to that first century Jew... This news would be the greatest news of all time. For they would know that the person John is referring to can only be the Messiah. The long-awaited Savior. Their joy and the rejoicing must have been amazing. After all these years, he is finally coming. But what about us? Here we sit 2,000 years later. We know in our heart that the answer 
continues to lie in the words of Isaiah. In my God is the joy of my soul. So what do we do about that? How do we make that real? I think there's three things to think about. First, we must understand the difference between joy and happiness. While happiness is dependent upon external conditions, joy is the experience of knowing full well that you are loved, unconditionally loved, and that nothing, not sickness, not failure, not emotional distress, not even death, can take away that love. So joy can indeed be present in our hearts, even in the midst of our most challenging sadness. Second, we must always remember that Jesus' other name is Emmanuel, as revealed by the angel Gabriel announcing his imminent birth to Mary. And Emmanuel means God with us. Still, always, forever. We celebrate Advent as the coming of Christ. His first coming at the Incarnation 2,000 years ago. His second coming at the end of time. And his third coming now, today. We sing, O come, O come, Emmanuel. Come into our hearts today. But the third step is maybe the most critical step. In this crazy, noisy time before Christmas, we must, we must give ourselves the Advent gift of silent prayer. Let quiet be your prayer. How do I do that? How do you do that? I would suggest that you find a holy place, maybe the church when everyone's left. Maybe a quiet adoration chapel. Go in, sit down, kick your shoes off, and look up at Jesus and say, Jesus, I'm tired, and I'm beaten down a bit, and I really need you to help me. And using the last words in the Bible, say, come, Lord Jesus, come. And then just be silent. I promise you, in this silence, Jesus will come into your heart. And we will know again that Isaiah was correct and that God is the joy of my soul. With this coming, you will experience great peace. And with that peace, you will experience amazing joy. Come. Lord Jesus, come. So the next time my wife says to me, you need to lighten up, we'll pray that the Holy Spirit comes into me and squelches that anger and puts the right words in my mouth. Maybe those words are, you are right, Mary. I do need to lighten up, and thanks for the reminder. I'm going to go see Jesus right now and spend some quiet time with him so that I may have 
true joy in my heart.